When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. got a great show for you today we are going to get into the unexplained monsters and paranormal and if you've watched this show more than one time you probably know that's what the whole acronym for the show you know the the title of the show is an acronym for the believers of the unexplained monsters and paranormal today i'm bringing on joe uh he's on the west coast so it's it's in the morning for him i actually took a day off work so so i could make arrangements to, to to talk to him today um, because he's got it all. He's got the ghost stories. He's got the UFOs. He's got the Bigfoot. And I got the attention span to listen to it. Um, this is right up my alley. I know it's what you guys like to hear too. So I'll let Joe come on here. We'll just jump straight into it. Next week will be the second anniversary episode. So that's exciting. And right now it's Tuesday afternoon and in about, I don't know, 11 hours. This episode is going to drop, so I got a lot of work to do. So let's go ahead and bring Joe on. Oh, let me just go ahead and add this while we're waiting on Joe to, to hop on. Anybody that's going to be in the uh, Southern West Virginia area in a couple of weeks here on the twenty-first of May in Boone Boone County, I think it's John Slack Park, something like that. The Wood Booger Jamboree is going to be going on. It's an all-day event. I think it starts at like 10 o'clock in the morning um, on that Saturday. I got a booth set up there. Um, this is my first one of the year, I believe. And I don't know, I just love to see everybody come out. You know, I'm, I might have a little swag bag for uh, anybody that wants to stop by and give me a little interview. You know, just do a little rec- recording session with me, 5, 10, 30 minutes, you know, <laughs> whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, but yeah, I'll be there. I'll have a little bit of minimal merch but i'm really just there just just to see people and say what's up uh so yeah come check us out there's gonna be all kinds of stuff going on there i think there's it, it's free it's a free event i think they're doing face paintings for the kids and stuff you know something fun there's gonna be like a little bigfoot workshop um just like a just a meet and greet to get out in the public you know just the county's putting it on i believe uh the guys are wild and weird west virginia uh their podcast their 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 website wild and wild and weird radio wild and weird west virginia radio i'm butchering all this anyway 
It's Joe and Ron. <laughs> they were up there at the Bigfoot Conference in Ohio. Great guys. Just look up Wild and Weird uh, Radio, West Virginia podcast. They got all the details. Um, me and Joe go pretty far back at this point. So go check them out. Come to the Woodbooger Festival, Jamboree. Let's have a good time. Let's just have some fun. Waiting on Joe. Might have to send him an email or something again. Oh, ah, there he is. All right. Okay. All right. Um, so um, my name is Joe. Uh, I born and raised in San Diego. Uh, I currently live in San Diego. And um, I don't know, I, 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 like I mentioned before, I, I'm able to listen to podcasts at work all shift and i binge man and and after i heard you on i like i said i believe tim full hat i uh i couldn't stop and uh a lot of my podcasts are similar yeah and uh <clears throat> it uh it got me thinking one day i was like man i all these people they experience all this stuff and it's I want to experience that stuff. And then a uh, topic about it got came, uh, came up at work and I just started telling all these stories. Right. And I started, yeah. thinking, I started thinking about it more. And I was like, you know what? I got to write this down. <laughs> I got to write this down. And uh, I reached out to you. Um, like I said, in my email, I, I, I don't know what it was, man. It, I, I started hearing a bunch of, stories that like like hey that happened to me too right you know and, and or, or that was similar to my story and i was like i i got i got a i think i got a message bo <laughs> i'm so glad you so, did man yeah so uh i sat down after we first started talking and and i i try to think back as far back as it goes and and, and i do have a timeline here and mm -hmm. uh so I, I'm not sure <clears throat> what year this started. I, I do remember I was, it, it, this is like first memory stuff. So take this for what it's worth. You know, I'm a little, little kid. I don't, I don't know what I, I, I don't think I understand exactly what happened in this one, but I'll, I'll go ahead and just start. Um, so I was at a park with my parents and, uh, you know, I, we went into the bathroom and, and it was in the middle of the day, nothing, nothing spooky there. It was a beautiful day as it always is here in San Diego. And I went into the bathroom and it was dark and I don't know, <laughs> I'm just going to say how I remember it. Okay. It was almost like this giant robot. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, but the best way to maybe say what it looked like to me as a child was like like a gigantic r2d2 <laughs> yeah man and it wasn't I, I was terrified of everything as a kid everything scary movies scary noises it's everything so i i don't have much else but that story that's just it i i, I remember hearing something on one i believe one of your episodes where someone said that i, I don't know about if it like a tulpa or, or or something along those lines, but it's just it's just something that I saw that absolutely terrified me. Right. Um, and like I said, there there's not much to it. That's it. 
Yeah. I don't remember anything else. Um, so then we, we fast forward to uh, about 97, 98. Uh, I was about fourth or fifth grade. And I was uh, spending the night over at a buddy's house. And well, they were, they were brothers. So they were, they were both my friends. And we were out on their balcony. Now, now we're in like the, like the city, like a suburb of San Diego. Um, and it, the, we, we do have a Marine Corps air station Miramar out here, mm-hmm. but that was behind us. And this was, we were seeing, we saw this orange light and, uh, we just thought it was a plane, but then we saw it stopped and moved <laughs> to the right. And then it moved back to the left. And then we noticed something drop from it. Okay. Much smaller, little tiny light just dropped from it. And again, I was terrified as a child. <laughs> so I ran inside. I don't, I didn't see anything else. It started moving like not towards us, but like in our direction. And that was it. I was done. I wasn't about to see what happened next. So I, wow. I you know, I, I left. Um, another story that I'm not too confident in, but I know what I saw. And again, the details, that's all there is. Um, so now we get into a little bit of the meteor stuff. Um, you know, I think we all went through a ghost hunting phase. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, ghost adventures and, and ghost hunters, all those shows. So I went through my own um, about 2009, 2010. And uh, I, <clears throat> I'm going to refer to a place as the office. Um, mm-hmm. The office is the home that I grew up in. My father has a company out here and he has turned it into his office. Um, and I worked for him for about five years. And uh, so I spent every day there, five days a week, 10 hours a day, um, just doing his office management for his company. And uh, I was, uh, <laughs> he remodeled the bathroom and there was a urinal in there. And there's a mirror that stands in front of that, sits, that sat in front of it. He's since remodeled it again. But uh, so I was, I was using the restroom and I had that mirror, you know, that mirror's right there in front of me. And, uh, as I was, uh, as I was using the restroom, I felt, I felt three distinctive fingers across the back of my neck. Mm. Now it's not the cold feeling that everybody talks about. It was like an, an electricity feeling. Really? I, I don't know. It, it, it was, I scrunched up my neck and I was like, oh, what is that? And I looked in the mirror and there's nothing there. Mm. But I know I felt there was three fingers across the back of my neck. Um, so after that, I got my uh, digital recorder. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I started an EVP session. And I it didn't take very long to get a response after reviewing it, but about 19 seconds in, I, I asked, you know, what are you doing here? And I heard, you know, the typical whisper, I don't know. Oh, That's wow. what I heard. Um, I let a few other people listen to it because I was like, Oh, look what I've got. Look what I've got. This is great. This is proof. 
and everyone everyone's listening and they're like one person said i hear another voice i hear and then someone was like i hear both of those voices and then i hear this other thing and every time i showed it to somebody else they said they would add on to it and like oh just thinking about it, it gives me a little bit of chills you know it is yeah, no it was, it was pretty pretty incredible um <clears throat> so after that i reached out to my mom uh because my mom was living i believe in idaho at the time and uh i said mom do you ever experience anything in that house and she said i experienced a woman at the top of the stairs in a white dress black hair hmm. And the bathroom, obviously, the, the bathroom, it's a small two-bedroom townhome, so it's it's all pretty close together. But uh, it was a woman's voice that I, ca- I captured. And I didn't I didn't say, hey, did you ever experience a woman or ghosts or anything? I just said, do you ever experience anything weird? So she gave me that validation with that. It was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, yeah, man. That's so. Uh, that's freaky. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I had yeah, a- no. I had somebody last week, one of my kids, one of my students, telling me about seeing their what he thought was his mom at the top of the steps. Uh, oh. that, yeah, it's it, yeah, you're just you're <laughs> freaking me out. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Well, I now it um we come back and forth through the the, the office a, a few times within my stories, but uh for now that that that's all that happened with that. Um Later that year or around that time frame, again, in my ghost hunting <laughs> phase, I got a group of friends of mine together and we went to this place in San Diego called Old Town. And that's exactly what it is. It's just Old Town, San Diego. It's where it all started here in this town and a lot of history. You know, we've got the Whaley House, which is incredibly haunted and, and, uh, and just all sorts of history. And we went to, they have a graveyard in the middle of the town. And uh, it's, it's really cool. <clears throat> they, ha- they had to, they have these little probably silver dollar sized medallions in this on the sidewalk and in the street. And it, it's where they paved over graves. That's not the cool part, but it's just, they, they, they didn't know that it was there. Yeah. So they went through with whatever machinery that they have and they, they found these graves. So we were walking around this little grave and this is not a spooky grave. Right? It's in the middle of a town, an old town on Friday, Saturday nights is music and tacos and drinking. Right. And so it's not like a, a off in the woods, scary type of graveyard. But we were getting kind of, you know, we were, we were walking around and like, we're getting too much interference here. There's a lot of people. There's a club down the street and, Let's go up to the Presidio Park, which is up on a hill above Old Town. An old uh, Spanish mission was there, and it burned down. And there's a ton of people that say, oh, I saw this up there. So, again, we're like, oh, gosh. Uh, I want to say around 21, 22 years old. Okay. And so we're, we're real smart, you know. <laughs> and uh, we took a Ouija board up there. And oh man, come on! I know, I know, I know. I uh, got the candles and everything, and we didn't know what the heck we were doing. Yeah, but we were playing on this park bench that was there. Um, now I will absolutely 
be fully transparent and say that there's a lot of homeless, there are rabbits, there are all kinds of things up there that absolutely could have caused the noises that we heard. However, the noises that we heard were footsteps pretty close to us, mm. just circling us almost. <laughs> you oh, know, real, real, real great omen. <laughs> yeah. But um, we asked, um, we asked what their whatever things we were talking to we were asking what the name was and it gave us this really unusual name um it started with an x i cannot for the life of me remember what it is but we wrote it down Hmm. um it then started to kind of portray itself as one of my best friend's uh relative and it, it had some it answered some pretty pretty personal questions but it got i don't remember what caused us to spook but we were like nope that's it we're done we're done we we closed the session and we got the heck out of there um now the where the area we were in it was not particularly spooky either ton of houses around us mm-hmm. but <clears throat> the next morning we looked up that name in the bone book now the name it was a uh, do you you know what's your last what's your last name and and do you have any living relatives and the answer was yes so we looked up in the phobic and we found the name this name there's no there's no excuse me there is no way four 21 year old kids could have thought to put this name on the board you know i don't know Mm -hmm. I feel like there's there's a 50-50 with, with Ouija boards and and because uh, we all did the you're moving it no you're moving it but oh, of course I mean, right <laughs> so I don't know I don't know truly it was just a weird coincidence with that one um well you know there's no such thing as coincidence man <laughs> you <laughs> know that fair. Look, uh, look. I, I'm just saying that for for the record. I <laughs> fully believe every single story because I was there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so let's fast forward a little bit. I uh, went to college, became gunsmith, got my first job building revolvers and Flagstaff. Um, and uh, I was uh, living with a ex there. Um. And uh, one more, one night, middle of the night, um, she wakes me up and she says, just, uh, it, it was, it, <laughs> it, it was so out of nowhere. It was shake me to wake me up. The witches are here to sleep and then back to sleep. Like nothing happened. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm wide awake. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, after that happened, um, I had a German Shepherd mix dog named Hula, and uh, she was a, a rescue from from the res that's there. She started having a lot of negative reactions to things, almost like something was tormenting her. Hmm. Um, I don't. She just always seemed like she was whooped, you know. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't abused. I loved that dog. Hmm. Um, and uh, around the same time, the ex saw a male entity in the house. I have no details further than that. I did. I, I don't know if it was a shadow or if it was, you know, the 
a typical movie ghost, the, right. the translucent, but she said she saw a male entity in the house. Uh, she said that my ex also mentioned that <laughs> the entity didn't like her, um, but was really protective over me. That was the feeling she got. Yeah. So I, I oh, oh, well, that sucks, but also pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Wrote it off and that was it. <laughs> Nothing else happened. Um, Did you ever see yeah. anything? No, not there. Didn't feel anything. Didn't see anything. Wow. Um, it was just what she told me. Right. And uh, that was it for Flagstaff. <laughs> uh, moving forward to 2016, I moved back to San Diego. That that's the that's kind of where I'm at. Like I move away because of California, and then I move back because this is home. Yeah. I can't I can't I can't juke it. This is yeah. home. This is where where I belong. But uh, I moved back to San Diego in 2016, and uh, I was living in the office. Okay. Um, and again, Hula was having the negative reactions, and. I, I had a conversation with my ex and I said, should we like not keep her in a kennel? Cause it's almost like, it's just like keeping her in one spot for something to, to bully her. Yeah. And this is a conversation like <clears throat> on our way home. Um, uh, well, let's, yeah, let, let's, let's start leaving her out. Let's see how she does. And, uh, we came, we came home and the kennel was closed, completely closed. She was out of the kennel and the carpet was all torn up in that room. Yeah. Now, the carpet was absolutely 100% torn up by her. I know that for a fact. I saw the padding in her poops. <laughs> it was there. Right. Um, and I figured out how she got out of the kennel. She just squeezed her big butt through it through the door but what scared her that bad to make her get out maybe maybe it was just the anxiety she was absolutely anxiety ridden i'm not sure yeah. but something might have been messing with her and just got her to the point where she said i am done and she yeah. got out of there and she was trying to get out of that room you know i can totally relate to this story and i don't know if i've ever even shared this but right after we moved in this house we've been here August will be three years. And I started the show about a year after I was here, you know, nine months or something like that after I was living here. Okay. Um, it was either after maybe the first couple of months, it was within the first year of the show or, the, or the, of moving here. But we had been here for a while. I don't know for 100% if, if I had started doing this show or not at this point. But I have a little Shih Tzu poodle mix, Coco. Okay. She's a tiny little baby uh 12 year old dog cool as she can be you know she's a little grumpy because she's old but <laughs> she loves her kennel you know and we had some stuff go on here at the house some bumps and thumps and stuff like when we first moved in and we we worked all that out but out of the blue coco started having a problem with her kennel um there was a time she was going nuts she, the kennel was downstairs always has been we were upstairs sleeping she starts going crazy i come downstairs and 
she has a little dog carrier, you know, like you put in the car and take them with you and stuff. Yeah. She likes that thing. So I put it inside this big giant kennel that she sleeps in because she likes to crawl in there like a little cave, you know? Yeah. But that dog kennel, that little carrier was like flipped upside down, turned around backward, um, oh facing the opposite direction. Blanket was pulled about halfway out of the kennel and she's freaking out to get out of there and i swear to you the hair on her chin now this was like i said three years ago she was about nine but the the hair just on her chin had turned white and it it grew out and it's back to normal color but whatever it was it like terrified this little dog and i i, I don't understand like the hair turning white thing now, people say that it happens i saw it happen yeah. on a dog you know like she had a white patch on her <laughs> no, little chin it freak me out so now coco don't sleep in her kennel that door stays open she comes up she sleeps with us you know <laughs> yeah for sure <clears throat> excuse me um yeah you know I, hula she was a, a troubled dog she had a lot of stuff go on with her and like i said she was a rescue right and um i have this other we call him my old man he's oh gosh 16 now um he's my little chihuahua buddy his name is uh we we had we changed his name when we came to san diego this last time because his name was cholo he's a little chihuahua <laughs> we call him choby now because my wife has uh two sons that i consider my own and we didn't want a nine-year-old and a six-year-old going around saying the word cholo in san diego so yeah yeah i get that you know it, we call him choby yeah and um nothing has ever ever messed with him but there was one time in um i want to say it was at the office around this time around it might have been i don't know it was either before or after hula tore up the carpet his kennel was just open hula was still in her kennel so it wasn't that she let him out his right. and i was very adamant always adamant because he he's old he he's just always been old man right. and if he's got to go, he's going to go. He's potty. He's house trained. But if he's got to go and you didn't take him out, this is on you. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so he loved his kennel as well. But just one day I walk in like, what are you doing out? And there he is. His, his kennel is the, the latches are open. The door is wide open and just, okay. <laughs> I guess this is the thing that you did. <laughs> it's weird but, how um, that stuff happens, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's all that happened. So after I, I, when we moved to San Diego, I worked for a little company out here that built AR 15s and they, uh, went into am, ammunition production. Um, but it wasn't paying the bills. Right. You know, I was, I had a, a associate's degree and, and there's no gunsmithing degree, but I had an associate's degree that dealt with gunsmithing nice. and fire. And I specialized in firearm manufacturing and I was making $13 an hour oh, in yeah. California. So it's not enough. Um, so I moved to Idaho in 2016 or about 2017. And I lived with my sister, my mom and my ex. And uh, when I, I, I went up there, hoping to become a armor for sheriff or police, but they, they got rid of that the year, the year I graduated, I guess, from what I've been hearing. <clears throat> so I had to get a job and I got a job with, it was a temp job 
it was up there in Idaho. They love their potatoes and they have a harvest um, in there's two of them, but I was there for the October or September. It's about September, October is when this whole thing happens. <clears throat> and uh, my sister got me the job uh, working in a potato cellar. Um, it started out with her being a piler, which is exactly what it sounds like. She works the, the Spudnik uh, potato, I forget the name, what, it, what it's called, but it's just a big, a big boom that has a conveyor belt on it and you pile up the potatoes. Super, super clever name for the job. Uh, and I was the, uh, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> I don't know the official name, but I know that they called it the pipe layer. So I laid pipe all day. <laughs> <laughs> did they give but you a name tag? <laughs> no, 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 no. They, uh, they barely paid me, <laughs> but, um, we, we laid down these big, big pipes with holes in it and it helps because potatoes are super finicky. You know, if they're too cold or too hot, they just, they not turned out well so this helps regulate the temperature especially in the winter months right. um so my sister got asked if she wanted to go work in the um uh it was like the they called it the hut and it was where all the big rigs check in and check out so she said yes absolutely because she was in this she was in this phase in her life where she was tired of working these type of jobs, she wanted to better. So she's my older sister. She's there's three of us. She's the middle kid. I'm the youngest. Yeah. Um, she's just tired of living that way. Yeah, so she, she, she got into her head that she wanted to become a trucker. <clears throat> so she went and worked at there and she talked to these truckers all day, but that left our piler job open. And I was like, pays it all or more. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah man yeah I get and, uh, so we were in these old cellars we call them old because they built brand new ones that are high tech and super nice and not spooky at all but these old ones were old and very very much so spooky <laughs> there's this middle this middle catwalk where you kind of overlook the place where you pile the potatoes and you have this uh, wireless remote for the piler and um, I'm sitting up there one day piling potatoes. Now there's a lot of vibration because the potatoes are hitting. It's almost like sheet metal on the side. Yeah. You feel the vibration the entire day. You know what it feels like. You know what it sounds like. You know what is going on. You recognize that sound. <clears throat> At that time, I started feeling these really heavy knocks. Just doom, doom, doom. And something caught my eye out of my, on my left side, out of my peripheral. And I looked over and these, it, it, it sounded like somebody was walking down and it's dark. It's dark at the other end. You can't see there's lights, but it's still dark. <clears throat> and, uh, the, uh, as the, I'm going to call them steps because that's what I recognize them as their steps different from the potatoes hitting the side of the wall. Right. Very, very different. Um, at least these were. So I hear doom, doom. And as that's, as those steps are coming towards me, the lights above me, as those steps are passing them, go out one by one. Mm -hmm. So as the neck, as it gets up to the next light goes out, step, 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 light goes out, so on and so forth. I mean, this thing was probably 
hundred probably around a hundred yards long. They were they were I'm gonna say they're fairly small for a potato seller, oh, but wow. they were they were still they were still big, you know. Yeah. And then it gets to where the light the right next to me is the last light on and it flickers. Oh and the footsteps have stopped. The footsteps, I'm sorry, I, I said that out of order. The footsteps stopped, then the light flickers. And I had the remote on like a like a like a shoulder strap. I drop the remote and I go, no, nope, nope. And I start walking towards the the where the sunlight is. Yeah. And then I and then I hear the footsteps again, but going away from me. And I turn around and I look, and the lights are coming back on the same way they went off. No way. And, oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> I, I get out, I get out of the cellar after that shift, and I and I'm I'm asking people. Hey, has anybody experienced anything in there? Again, not trying to say, hey, I saw a ghost. Yeah. Everyone, the, 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 uh, there was like a supervisor or something. I, I don't know what his title was. He was above everybody that was there all day. He, uh, he goes, oh, I, I feel like he was joking with me, though. I feel like he was making fun of me. I don't know. But he said, oh, yeah, old whatever, Jim Bob, whatever the name that he gave me was, uh, died up in there. And he walks up and down that catwalk, which is makes me think I, he wasn't making fun of me because at the same time i never said i felt something on the catwalk right and he was he wasn't there long enough to know where i was in that cellar yeah so i don't know that that was probably the one of the the even though i've i've been touched that was absolutely terrifying shortly after that they turned the like the, the next day or the day after something like that they turned the lights off while i was still up there and they were because we were closing down, and one of my coworkers forgot something. I was like, "I got it. Don't worry about it. Just don't let them turn the lights off." And they ended up turning the lights off. So now I'm in this pitch black cellar. Now they're that's that's not even the, the worst part. I, I didn't have my phone, so I didn't have a flashlight. I didn't have a, a, an actual flashlight. Hmm. So now I have to find my way from because I'm in the middle of this cellar, and like I said, it's about 100 yards long. Yeah. So I'm like, which way? Which, I think I'm closer to the, the backside than I am the front side. So I'm like, okay, so I've got to start walking my way across this catwalk in the dark with potatoes on the catwalk because they, they splash over sometimes. And then I get to the stairs and there's potatoes all over the stairs <laughs> and I have to find my way down in the dark. Man, I, found, I got to that door. I busted out of there and I, <clears throat> I felt like, I don't know. Do you ever watch wrestling? Oh Every yeah. Day, yeah. It was right. like Stone Cold Steve Austin coming down the ramp. I was like, "Who the heck did that?" <laughs> uh, it, 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 it was a, uh, it was not a fun moment. Um, no, there's no it was not way. a fun job. Um, so a year a year later, I get out of the temp job, and again, got my degree. I've got a specialty skill. Can't find work in Idaho of all places. You would imagine a state as red as Idaho be able to find gun work yeah for sure not not a lick of gun work for me so i'm working tires yeah and uh this job allows me to get an apartment and i lived in they call it the fargo building in pocatello idaho it is a old Mm -hmm. building um so I got my apartment because the previous tenant died in it. Um, Lovely start. 
Oh, that was great. They didn't tell me that. My neighbor told me that. This woman, she was so cool, man. I, I wish I remember her name. Uh, she was so cool. She was an old hippie stoner lady and yeah. just not a care in the world. She was so <laughs> awesome. But she she goes, hey, I, I just, are you all okay in here? I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> oh, I just, I, I knew the previous tenant and they said they saw this I feel like she said it was like a gorilla entity or like a entity shaped like a gorilla or monster. I don't know. Let's go. She, yeah. yeah, I know. I was like, no, I haven't felt anything. Well, the, 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 the husband left and the woman committed suicide in here. I'm like, cool. That's really nice. I love hearing these stories. Thank you. Yeah. Tell me more, please. Yeah. Um, and I got, I believe black tourmaline. I believe that's what it's called. And I never experienced anything at all in that apartment <clears throat> in that apartment <laughs> um so there's a door it was a door next to my door that led into the walls and the like the basement of the building and that door continuously opened by itself all the time i never saw it uh up to this point and i'd always close it and it was locked it was always locked but it'd be wide open and then and then, like I'd be in my kitchen, I'd hear slam, and that door was closing. Mm. And then one time I was walking up to my apartment door, and wouldn't you know it, it just slowly opens right in front of me. So I'm like, ah, cool, this is great. <laughs> so I just kind of, you know, ignore it and open my door and go inside. That was it for that. Yeah. Uh, again, I was walking down the hallway to go to my my truck. And uh, there's this door in the middle of the hall uh, next to the laundry room that had a small little, like a little tiny padlock, you know, one of the ones you put on like a, uh, like a keepsake box. Right. And this door just like, you know, the, the padlock, everything just catches it and it, it just opens as far as it could. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to keep walking. Yeah. Didn't think anything, didn't think anything else of it because I didn't know what was behind that door. And then the next day, or maybe that weekend, I don't know, somewhere around there, it, shortly after those doors were wide open and it was nothing but a broom closet, maybe a foot deep. And it just, boom. I was like, uh, well, you know what? Given the, the, this building, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like I said, the, the neighbor's, uh, they all confirmed what, what, what had been happening. Like, Oh yeah, that happens all the time. Hmm. But you know, what are you going to so do? <laughs> it happens so much. It's the normal, I guess. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so fast forward again to 2020, uh, you know, we're all dealing with the COVID stuff and yeah. camping. It was not, affected by COVID in Idaho. Um, at this time, uh, the, the girl that I met in Flagstaff and I had no longer, were no longer together. And I had met my wife, my now wife. Um, and, uh, we went to, we just found like, where can we go camping? We lived in Idaho falls. And, uh, so where can we go camping? Where can I take my wife and my two sons, where it's going to be safe 
but we can do some fishing, yeah, you know, cause they, they, they didn't know how to fish. And I spent I, I just countless days, especially in Idaho fishing. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so I found a place along the snake river and I, I, after I contacted you, I tried to find the name and I couldn't because it was, it was just north of Idaho Falls, but it was like Wolf Creek or Silver Wolf Creek, something like that. But it was beautiful, man, postcard, beautiful. We get to the river and it's just like, this is not real. This is, <sighs> it's just gorgeous, man. Um, but, you know, we, we were only spending the one night, just little kids and camping sometimes can be kind of rough especially if they're not used to it which these kids were not necessarily fully used to it um yeah anyway uh, um they like to camp they just didn't do didn't get the opportunity to do it a lot so we just spent the one night you know we roasted hot dogs and made s'mores and we did fishing and i took the opportunity to teach the the older boy um the the gift of patience and how it pays off and how if you were to go if you were meant to catch fish they wouldn't call it fishing they call it catching you know it's about the time spent it's about your surroundings and enjoying the outdoors and um we were having a great time caught my first cutthroat that was pretty cool i never never caught a cutthroat before that's what it's all um, about man yeah yeah and yeah. um but we, we set up the tent we're we're going we're getting ready for bed and uh boys are out they're kid you know little kids dead asleep can't wake them up with nothing um and i uh i have to i have to go pee and i start getting up and then i hear it's like dead quiet outside it was beautiful but this dog started barking and, you know, it was a domesticated dog. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of other people around, um, but we weren't, like, crowded. And uh, this dog, like I said, this dog started barking. And I heard this howl. Mm-hmm. And I, I hunted in Flagstaff. I might have been born in the city, but I... I'm a, you know, hunter, fisher, all that stuff. I know what a bobcat sounds like. I've heard mountain lion. I've heard elk. I've heard bear. I've heard every animal that you can in this region. I had never heard that before. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, I looked at my wife. I said, did you hear? Because I hadn't gotten out of the tent yet. Uh, I wasn't about to. Right. (laughs) I looked at my wife. I said, did you hear that? She goes, well, what was that? I was like, I don't know. I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, so I, I get out and, and I have my my Glock 20 yep. palmed the whole time. I feel like, like that's gonna do anything, but <laughs> it made me, it made me, it's my safety blanket. I felt safe. There you go. So I go out there, I, I, I do my business, I get back in. And you know, I pretty sure the first time I ever heard somebody else say this was on your show. I heard these tree branches like breaking. It was so intense and it sounded like it was right outside our door. I don't know how to describe it. It sounded like something was just like breaking these like huge branches, like trees were falling over. And 
And I don't know what it was, man. It, it scared the absolute hell out of me. Yeah, man. I have never been so scared in my life. Um, and like, like I said, it was for multiple reasons. One, I didn't know what that was. Two, is it, is this tent going to get crushed underneath a branch? Are my kids going to get hurt? Is my wife going to get hurt? And cause they sounded like right by the road. Yeah. And we're not too far. I mean, it's, it's a dirt road, but the road's right there behind our tent. And man, we checked the next morning. There wasn't a branch down. Yep. There wasn't a branch down. There was nothing around. I, I and I went deep. I went deep. There was no branches. I went, I went, probably a quarter mile in each direction and just we were pretty close to the river so there's no trees on that side really yeah there was nothing i don't know how to it was absolutely nuts um and so we didn't obviously we're camping so we don't have service but we get back to the house that that next day and that classic bigfoot howl mm. you know the one i'm talking about oh yeah man. i played that from i played that for my wife says is this what you heard yeah it's like that's what I heard too, and I turned the phone around to show her. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, "No way! Get out of here! There's no way!" I was Why like, not? "Hey, you heard it. Yeah. I heard it. You said that was the sound. These people say that this is what they've captured. We have a Bigfoot experience." Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it, and it was just, man, it was funny. I, I you hear the, you hear how people get so scared about it. And I, I even think this, this exact conversation has happened with, with your, your, your shows, you know, you're like, got my gun. I'm a tough guy. There's no, nope, nope, no, you're not. You're not tough. You're absolutely terrified. You're about to urinate in your pants. You were that scared. hundred percent. It's terrifying. Um, so like, you know, like I said, I, I wished when I, before all this started, before all this, us having this talk and me reaching out to you, man, I've got a really boring paranormal life. It was the exact thoughts that I had. And then I sat down, man, <sighs> no way. I'm not even, I think I'm about halfway done. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're looking for the pack that will help you survive the worst day of your life or a pack to use for your everyday carry that you never have to worry about failing. If you're looking for the perfect bug out bag, the perfect bushcraft pack uh, for camping, hiking, whatever your needs, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check it out. 
All products are 100% made in America. You can use promo code BUMP22 and save 10% site-wide. All right, that's BUMP, B-U-M-P, 22, to save 10% site-wide. This is a veteran-owned business. Like I said, every component of every product made in America, the buckles, the zippers, the straps, American-made. There's never been a more important time than now to bring it home. You know what I mean? So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Best products on the market. I've got videos on YouTube about it if you want to see it. Um, or just go to the website. Check it out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com. You've got a lifetime of paranormal activity, man. And I didn't even realize it. Yeah. And I've, because it's just it happens to other people. It doesn't happen to me. Well, buddy, it does. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so uh, my wife and I moved. Um with our kids to back to San Diego last year. And um, while the COVID stuff was still pretty heavy and, and yes, California was pretty strict with the COVID regulations and we had the memorandum and, and, uh, or the moratorium. I I forget what they called it. The, you can't get kicked out of your house because you don't pay rent during this pandemic is what, what they had. I don't know if that was nationwide or just California, but that's how what they had set. And um, I called, see, here's the thing. I was supposed to go out to Vegas and get a place and I didn't work. I fell flat on my ass. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find, at that time I was a machinist because right. again, gun work wasn't paying the bills. Right. Tire work wasn't paying the bills. I'm getting older. Tire works hard. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got a job as a machinist and that, that paid the bills pretty good. Yeah, man, that's good. But, uh, and I, and I got really good at my job. So I was like, oh, I could just, I can go anywhere at this point and at least get in. Yep. And I had, I had some ins in Vegas, but they just didn't work out. So last minute Vegas is only five hours from home. Like, Hey, what do you think? Should I go check out Vegas or I'm sorry. Should I go check out San Diego? And my wife, I, I took my wife here when we first met when we were still dating. And that was a mistake. Cause she was like, Oh, well, you know, we're going to live here now. Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> but um I get out to San Diego and finding a job was hardish. I'm very fortunate to have I've got like four friends in my life that are my four horsemen, you know. They've been there through everything. 20 plus years of friendship, like these are my boys and one of them he really came through and uh he got me a job. And it's a really good, just a current job that I have now. And it's a great job. It's an amazing job. Um, But I couldn't find an apartment. And I had like a week left before I had to go back to Idaho to get my family and bring them down. And uh, I called, no joke, 30 places. 30 places. And all of them didn't have a spot. Finally, the 31st place did. Yeah, we have an opening. Um, come on down. We'll sign the paperwork. All right, cool. And uh, I signed everything, and I'm back in Idaho at this point, and I get a call from the property manager. And I'm like, okay, this is not good. Yeah, different kind of scary. Like, hey. yeah. yeah, yeah, whole different type of scary. He goes, hey, Joe, just 
wanted to let you know. I, I feel like I, I legally don't have to tell you this, but I, I want to. Um, the reason you have a unit is the previous tenant died. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 over the phone, I said, we'll, we'll call him, we'll call him Jim. Mm-hmm. I said, Jim, don't you ever scare me like that again? <laughs> I was like, I can I'll deal with ghosts, but I can't deal with not having an apartment. Yeah. Uh, so second apartment that I got because someone had passed away mm. and, uh, it's a nice place. Um, we get all, we all get in and we're all comfortable and you know, we, we give the two boys, it's a two bedroom. So it's, <laughs> it's really expensive. Yeah. So we give the boys the, the master bedroom so they can share a room. They have more space. And my wife and I take the, the smaller room. And um, again, uh, the boys have the master bedroom, which is, uh, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, uh, my older boy, I didn't find this out until later. But shortly after we got there, my older boy said, he told my wife that he saw a shadow standing at the foot of his bed mm. by the closet. Of course. And he said, it didn't scare me but i was scared i wish you know kids speak i, I don't know what that means but I, I i but i get it at the same time yeah like it didn't provoke him but still scary. Yeah, but, yeah so he said he closed his eyes and it was at the closet when he closed his eyes and then he opens them and it's at the foot of his bed mm. no. and i trust i trust his nine-year-old self more than more, most adults that i know in my life yeah, why would they I trust this kid? He, yeah, man. Right. He, I trust him. Um, I listen to him. Um, so I'm just gonna go in the way that I have it here. Um, yeah. at that point, my wife has a medium friend. We're gonna call this medium friend M for mm-hmm. medium. Uh, so my wife contacted M and said that there was uh um that our son saw something at the foot of his bed, and this the M goes on to say yep you have a spirit uh he wore a bandana he's friendly don't worry he's not going to hurt anybody just tell him that hey you're scaring the kids you got to move on and then um go ahead and uh spray i forget the mixture my wife knows i i don't know what the concoction was but she she gave this concoction to help with sealing the house okay so like expel everything then seal it and then make it safe so we have that black tourmaline still in the house we've got the it's like a salt and i don't know what's in it i'm not gonna pretend like i do um so that's all around every single window and door frame everything and we haven't had anything happen since in this house um so i go to the after my wife because again it had been probably weeks after this happened that my wife tells me i go into the office and i ask the office lady I said, hey, did that previous tenant, the one that is in my apartment, like that was in my apartment before me, did he wear a bandana like all the time? She goes, how'd you know that? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I didn't tell her, but yeah. So it was just more confirmation. Yep. Um, uh, okay. Um, now we're getting into the less fun side of this. Um, We, um, 
we got into a situation with the kids and I'm not going to go too much into it because I don't want to uh, give ammo to anybody. I don't want to sit here and bash anybody. That's not what we're here for. But we got a, we, we lost uh, temporary custody of the children. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it, it was really hard. But at that point, you know, this is the only, my, my two stepsons, again, I don't call them my stepsons. They're my sons. Right. They're the only chance. They're the only, the only sense of being a father that I've had in my entire life. And I've wanted to be a kid far longer than I, anybody should ever like 15. I wanted to be a dad. They, they, yeah. No one at 15 needs to be a dad, but yeah, I, I wanted I, that. I, yeah, I get it. I get so it. like now my children are gone. And that level of fear and sadness to make you do stupid things, man. Um, <clears throat> I ended up calling out to anything that would listen, hmm. almost like a prayer. Yeah. Because at this point, my relationship with God is non-existent, and I'm scared. I'm mad, and. I didn't know what to do, you know? So I, I, I'm telling you anything, aliens, ghosts, demons. I even prayed to God in, in that moment of non-belief. I prayed to God. Um, I named three specific really bad things. Um, I'm not afraid to, to name them. I understand you have things that happen at your house when people <laughs> do. So I'll ask you if you, you want me to name them or no. Hey, you're you're good, man. I'm prayed up. Okay, good. Uh, so I I prayed out specifically to Lucifer, mm-hmm. Leviathan, and Ball. Yeah, my. bad dudes, right? Real yeah. bad dudes. Yeah. Um, and nothing, nothing happened. So I got into this my my head like, oh, not even these guys want to help or want to take advantage of me to help me. You know, and it's right. just like low. I was getting lower and lower and lower and lower. Mm-hmm. And there's a hallway at my current work because we have to do rounds because I'm on B shift. So I have to do, I have to do rounds to make sure nobody else is in the building before we turn on the security alarm. And there's a, there's an office front that has this long hallway and it's not particularly creepy, but I, I started to get this weird feeling, the elect, the electrified feeling yeah. of my neck going down that hall. <clears throat> and, um, I would, the times that I was feeling really down and out, I would, I would say out loud, if you're not going to help me, leave me the, you know, F alone. Yeah. Leave me alone. You do not interest me with your touching me on the neck. Um, <laughs> and then the really bad stuff started to happen. Um, like I said, my sister was a truck driver. Yeah. And uh, I got a, let's see, we, we, we were getting the boys for our, their Christmas break. And I drove, let's see, drove out to Vegas. It, but we had to meet in a halfway point. So it was like six, seven hour drive at this point. So it's just past Vegas. And um, we, got, we got the boys and we're coming back. And we stopped in Vegas because the boys hadn't seen Santa yet. And it's like the week before christmas and gotta right. go see santa gotcha. so we stop in vegas to see santa and that we we don't get home till like two o'clock in the morning 
and my wife want, wanted to give them a couple presents to open up early because we were going to do our Christmas opening the next day. So they had the entire week that we had them to play with their new stuff. Yeah, man. And um, we, we let them open up a few things before we went to bed. And uh, so we were up till three, yeah, three o'clock, no, four o'clock, no, three or four o'clock, whatever it is, three or four o'clock in the morning. And we said, okay, so when you guys wake up, you're not to come out here and just open, right? You got to come, come wake us up. So of course, seven o'clock in the morning rolls around. So three or four hours of sleep. Right. And we do the opening and I go to lay back down. Cause I'm like, okay, opening's done. Enjoy your toys. I'm going back to sleep. Cause I've got, you know, everybody got to sleep in the car. I didn't, I was driving all night. Right. <clears throat> so I'm going to go back to sleep, just get a, get a little nap in. And as I, as I lay down, I get a text from my mom and she said, we need to talk or call me or something like that. The, the, that's a great text to see first thing in the morning. Yeah. And, uh, found out that, uh, my sister was in an accident and she was killed. Job's and, awesome. uh, you know, man, I, I've been through my levels of grief and, you know, I come to this conclusion, how many of us get know somebody that died doing what they loved, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's, that's cool with me, yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, you know, my, my sister had a kid and the kid was 17. Mm. So I went up, I went back up to Vegas that morning, got my kid. Luckily again, one of my four horsemen, Say, hey, can you ride with me? Because I've got three hours of sleep and I just made this drive. Right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> he goes, yeah. So we go out and get my get my niece and we come back. Uh, so now, now I'm raising a 17-year-old who already has the bad habits and, uh, and trying to trying to say, hey, look, I, I'm not just an uncle. I'm I'm like your guardian now. Well, I'm going to be your guardian. Like I'm, I'm in charge of making sure you're alive until you're 18, at least, you know? Um, so we did our best, um, after shortly after that, probably February this last year, um, we had our trial for the custody and we lost full custody. Uh, so again, the reason I'm telling all of that personal non spooky stuff is it kind of shows you where my head's at. Yeah, bro. So again, like I'm, I'm down and out even more. My wife is down and out even more. We just lost, I lost one of my best friends. My sister was my best friend. When I said I spent days and days and days fishing, that's who I was fishing with. Like, yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, stuff really started to pick up in April <laughs> as far as paranormal stuff. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> so, I was doing the rounds again and I came to the end of the hallway. And if I were to keep going straight, there's the um, break room. And then if I go to the right, there's the door to the hallway that I spoke about earlier. And every one of these doors that separates rooms like that have a big window in the middle of it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, probably halfway up to the top. Right. And, uh, I look over to my right and I see something in the bottom left-hand corner of that window as I'm looking at it. And I'm like, 
the heck is that? And I just turn around and I walk away. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I turn back and it's gone. And I'm like, was it the, cause we have these, these thermometers that like no touch thermometers on the wall. Right. I'm like, it's got to, it, 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 cause that's what my brain registered it as at first. And then I went back and I looked at it and that, that thermometer is in the very center of that window. Like I tried moving and trying to get different angles. Nope. There was something in the bottom left-hand corner of that window. And I don't know. There were no details aside from pale black hair Hmm. and some sort of reddish blotch, grayish blotch. I don't know. Some sort of blotching. And I go out to my break the next day and i'm just you know scrolling and and i was on uh instagram and one of the one of the i follow graveyards so like one of the things was like top 10 most cult favorite horror movies whatever it was i don't know it was some sort of list and the picture of that girl from the remake of evil dead coming up from that trap door that was the main picture and my stomach went through the bottom of my car because that's how I relate what I saw. I again, I didn't see details. Right. But that's that's the cold, that's the best way I can describe it. It was a face like that that girl looking out from that trap door. Mm-hmm. So I go home and I tell my wife about this because it was funny. It was it was like a, <laughs> what else? <laughs> what else is gonna happen? You know, like we're kind of laughing about it, and my wife kind of gets this serious look on her face excuse me on her face and she she reminds me of something that happened back in idaho falls in about 2019 2020 somewhere around there and uh so my wife again wake so my wife wakes me up out of a dead sleep like freaking out and i was like what what is going on and she said she saw a face peeking into the room. Wow. I never experienced anything in that apartment in Idaho Falls. Not, a, not, not one thing. Right. But she said she saw a face peeking in. Hmm. And as that's what I remember. She just saw a face. But as we're talking about it, she goes, well, I saw the face. But I also saw a full-bodied apparition standing in our doorway. I was like, so why did you always want to sleep with the door open? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but uh, she she goes on to tell me because again, this this stuff I hadn't been told this this next part. Uh, she she says, "I'm sorry, I thought I told you." I said I would have remembered this. There's no way. But she tells me the full story, and she says that she 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 had a sleep paralysis moment where she opened her eyes. And, you know, the typical sleep paralysis, I can't move, can barely, can't speak. Right. But she looked up and she saw whatever that thing was on her chest. Oh, my she gosh. Could feel the, she could feel the pressure on her chest. Yeah. Um, so she, she had, this was the first time M helped us. And this is the reason why I trust M so much. Um, and actually, there, there's more. There's more with M. <laughs> M has a quite a bit of a role to play in the next little bit, but, uh, M had told my wife that the entity was leeching off her suffering because she was in an abusive relationship and it was attached to 
um, the stuffed animals that she had from that relationship. So my wife threw them away. And in the moment, I, I was like, I don't, I would have remembered if you had said that an entity was attached. I just thought you were getting rid of them because I, I was sitting there trying to convince her to keep them. Right. I was like, no, no, you, they mean so much to you. You should keep them. And I think she she just said, well, they're from a different relationship. I was like, okay, well, you do what you got to do. Right. <clears throat> so she threw them away. And <laughs> the uh, entity showed up in M's back seat. What? Pissed. It was pissed that she threw away those animals, those stuffed animals. Oh, my gosh. And um, at that point, M had to pull over and breathe through it. You know, she's she's used to this kind of stuff, but like I don't know, just like I don't know where this thing shows up. And uh, let me let me backtrack. I don't know if it was in the back seat or the front seat. It appeared in her car. Well, let's just say that it appeared in her car. And um, after that, M went ahead and from where she's at, cleansed the house. My wife her car, all that stuff. And we haven't had an issue since with it. But after my wife told me this, I made, I started having my suspicions and I maybe thought I was attached by this thing. Now, you know, I pray, I reached out to, I shouted out to whatever was listening, come help me. And then my sister died and then my kids were taken away permanently and a bunch of little stuff that it's not really important. Just a bunch of little stuff here and there started happening. I was like, nothing is going right. I'm attached. This thing found us because I put a beacon up and it attached itself to us. So on the 25th of April, uh, my wife reached out to M to see what she had to say. This is like a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- this. <clears throat> so the evil, the evil dead girl thing, that was like the 20th or the 21st of April. Um, this next event happened. So, yeah. So on the 26th of April, um, M reached. Like, so my wife had reached out the day before and M got to us back to us the next day. And she goes, what's going on? And I explained the situation. And she said, well, you could have opened a portal, something came through, but she never said it was a thing from before. I feel like if it was, she would have said something. I feel like this is, it was just some low level, whatever, some passerby. Um, But she, she gave me methods to combat this. Um, One of the things was, uh, she's told me to call on ancestors for help to, and <clears throat> at that point I said, I don't, I don't know. She goes, do you, did you have a family member die recently? Yeah. Was it an aunt or like a sister? Yeah. It was my sister. Like, I don't want to give too many details cause I want to see what she has to say. You know, and I don't want to interfere with, I, at this point I already trust M. Yeah. I trust her. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't want to maybe scramble what she's seeing or whatever, however that works. So I'm giving yes, like real short answers. And she says, you know, she, she have two kids. I explained the situation. She, she did. Um, 
And uh, she said, well, this person, this person has volunteered to help you. She said that she's the best one to. Yeah, buddy. It's all right. She's the best one to help you out in this situation. Yeah, you know, my sister had my back in life, yeah. just like that. Uh, so, uh, you know, at that point, <clears throat> um, she says, hey, I'm at work. This is getting kind of scattered. So uh, let me uh, revisit this energy on the weekend, and uh, I'll let you know. Uh, so... The same day, that night, uh, this one's the this one's the one that that kind of irked me a little bit. Uh, I was sitting in the parking lot in my car uh, at lunch, and uh, something something hit the side of my car, and it sounded like somebody like open hand slapped my passenger door, just the not hard, just like a thump, you know, and. Um, I got out. I thinking, you know, acorn, acorn. I'm sorry, a pine cone or a stick or something from the trees that are not close to my car. Got picked up by the wind, hit my car. I'm trying to debunk this, you know. Right. And uh, I get out, and there's just nothing. I look underneath the car, which I, I guess in situations like this, you probably should never look under the car. Yeah, classic but horror movie moment. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, and after I confirmed that there was nothing around there was no dent no new dent at least in my car and i got that electric feeling again and at that point again like that feeling i don't know why it's like a it's like a go button for me it just pisses me off now yeah. i said leave me alone um i internally in my head i i, I called out to my sister and immediately immediately that feeling disappeared wow um <clears throat> i went in that night and i asked uh i asked my my boss my lead say hey you had an experience pretty similar didn't you so he was sitting he, he had food poisoning that that one night this months ago he had food poisoning he's sitting in his car kind of falling asleep trying to feel better before he left for work same thing someone banged on his door and it woke him up but there was nothing out there so again, validation. Yep. Uh, same night I was doing the rounds. Um, I was walking by. So it's all dark. There's just like maybe a couple lights on for like just in the hallway, but like the department lights are out. And uh, <clears throat> the R&D the area where I work has like an open ceiling where lights from the because the lights down the hall were on and they were shining they were shining through a little bit not lighting the place up but they were lighting it up enough to where i can see there's a toolbox right there you know yeah and as i'm walking by something just just as fast as you can go across it and i was like again i i saw it i kept walking i stopped i said Come on, no way. There's no way that that happened. So I walk back 
And I'm like sitting there, like, like going back and forth, like, huh, 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 trying to make the shadow, you know? Right. And I couldn't, I couldn't. And I've done this every night since trying to recreate that shadow, even with me fast walking, which was faster than I was walking when I saw it. If I'm power walking through there, I'm not creating that shadow. It was, it was a, it, it wasn't like, you know, the blacker than black. It was a, like a bluish gray. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was faster. It was so fast, man. It just, that was it. It was gone. Um, so I never, I never reached back out to M to find out about the energy. I just kind of wanted to, I was like, well, if this, if this stuff keeps happening, I'm not going to be able to tell, <laughs> tell it all <laughs> on the day that we talked. So I just kind of, I, I kind of stopped there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's it, man. That's everything. That's. <sighs> oh, brother. Uh, one again, I, I know you're, you're on the mend, but I'm very sorry for your, the loss of your sister. I'm very sorry. It. I'm very sorry for the situation you're in with the kids right now. And before we get into, you know, the rest of, you know, what's going on here, I just want to tell you, man, don't give up on that. Um, I, I don't share a whole, whole lot on this show, but I had a lot of struggles getting my daughter. Um, I had custody of her until the time I separated from the air force, When she was five. I had to give her back to her mother. And, uh, you know, I guess I'll try to follow your rules <laughs> about not slandering anybody. It's hard. Uh, I understand. It's absolutely hard. Uh, she spent the next eight years in a very volatile and abusive spot. And we had custody battles. Um, she testified against her own mother at one point, okay, and lost. But uh, things got worse, you know, as you would expect. Right. But when she was 13, by the grace of God, she got to stay with me. Um, I guess enough damage had been done in, in somebody's view, and she just gave up and let her stay with me because I had her for the summer. And she's been with me ever since, man. So it took eight years. Yeah. But don't give up, man. Mm. No, it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's pretty close to the situation. Yeah. What you're saying is what's going on. And <clears throat> the boys aren't old enough to be heard. And that, that's what hurts the most, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we're here for them. That's it. And we're trying to stay as positive as possible. That's, you know, that's all you can do. That's all you can Real. do. Yeah. If there's any kind of visitation, any kind of contact that you are allowed, do it. If you can't, oh, yeah. if you can't write letters, you know what I mean? And keep them, give them to them later. The day will come. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to bring everything down here, man. You had some, <laughs> some crazy stuff go on. Yeah, but, and, and and more. I, I wrote like a thousand notes. Um, 
don't blame yourself, bro. Uh, I know you feel like you might have brought this on, and it don't even if calling out to whatever opened up whatever you didn't cause what they're doing or what's happening you know it's not your fault that these things are happening you reached out out of desperation uh that's just from love and of course the deceivers and the adversaries are going to try to make things worse because the lower you get the more control they have bro right right um that's not your fault but have you tried um rebuking these spirits the so m gave me uh like i said she gave me some method well, i don't actually know i said this she did give me some methods to combat this and she said that because there's been no like exchange like i'm not indebted to anything because the things that had happened had happened which were the things that i was hoping to get help with you know what i mean yeah. so like all I have to do is, you know, she said, I, I'm using my phone. Otherwise, I'd pull it up on my phone with exactly what she said. But I believe she said just, oh gosh, something about calling out to or praying to. I, I, look, man, I, I'm going to I'm going to absolutely butcher it. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so she she said, call out to God in the highest, I believe. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. And then uh meditation and mantras and all kinds of stuff and uh the ancestor thing is what helped yeah and since i started doing that i've been feeling a little more at peace because i i know my sister's got my back yeah man my my sister was a (laughs) she was vicious when it came to her little brother (laughs) so that's wonderful you know and I don't know how how it works from reaching out from beyond, but I believe yeah. that it works. You know. Well, we we had a deal when we were, when she was still alive. We said it more or less out of a joke. You know, the whole whoever dies first, tell the other one what's going on. Yeah. I haven't heard anything yet, but, <laughs> but at least the, the process has started. A <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, you, but I I just got to tell you, and I'm not. I'm not a preacher, okay? Um, but I've heard this so many times, and I've had to do this probably a dozen times. Um, if you rebuke these things in the name of Jesus Christ, even if your faith in Jesus isn't strong, Joe, theirs is. Right. You know, if you, if you got Baal, Lucifer, they know who the son of God is and right. they have to obey. They don't have a choice. There's power in that name, whether you, whether you want it, you know, whether you want to follow that path, that's okay. You know, it's your journey. But if you, if you want these things to go away, that will work. <laughs> you know, um, I, I've, I've heard atheists talk about it. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it works, you know, um, so I would advise that, man. Um, I'm not trying to make things uncomfortable or anything like that. I know. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, but yeah, it, it's so intriguing to me about how, you know, you, you're getting this assistance from your sister. 
I wish I knew how this worked. You and me both. You know what I mean, man? You and me both. Because there's times where I can I can smell my grandmother's perfume and it gives me comfort. You know, she passed yeah. away 13 years ago. I yeah. still feel her sometimes. How? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I went sure. on, uh, I've soul searched ever since she passed away for what's on that other side. How do I communicate? How do I keep a connection? No clue, bro. But whatever it is, she's there, you know? And some people are blessed with these spiritual gifts, like M is apparently blessed with this gift. Yeah. Uh, it's real, man. It's everything, every fantasy, folklore, all of it's real, bro. Oh, yeah. And we're living in it. I'm right there with you. You know, we're living. I'm right there with you. And it's, it's hard because I, I, I reached out to another, uh, another one of my, one of my other horsemen there. And, you know, he kind of, I, I get where he was coming from, but he asked, he goes, how are you sleeping at night? I said, well, sleeping. Okay. I guess, you know, I wake up sore. It's just existing, you know, right. <laughs> but he, he said in, in my experience that, stuff gets weird when I'm lack of sleep. So in that moment, I felt as if like this guy that I've known longer than, than the other horsemen. Now he's doubting me. He knows my character. And that, that's like, and I got the same thing at work where I'm like, okay, I actually had to talk to my lead. I was like, you experience this stuff. I feel like you're making fun of me. Why are you making fun of me? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I know what I saw. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. It's enough to make you feel crazy. It That's is. for sure. It is. And the the comments like what my friend and my lead said, like it's enough to like, I'm not gonna talk about this. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and that sucks because this stuff, like, <clears throat> if that person hadn't talked about their Bigfoot experience with you, I never would have said, Hey, there's someone out else out there that has experienced the exact same thing that i have yeah it's it's so it's much nice. more common man it, it's so much more common oh, yeah. but so many people are afraid to say something but you yeah. fortunately are what you're about what 33 34 30 yeah 34 years old yeah 34 you're you're hitting the age joe <laughs> where it just don't <laughs> matter anymore what anybody else no. says yeah. thanks yeah. you know you're going to tell your truth and yeah. let it let the cards fall where they may, man. We call rounds now at work. We call it searching for ghosts. I got everybody <laughs> at work saying that now. So <laughs> that's the thing. They they they've all felt it too. They all know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Whether they want to admit it or not, they know. Yeah, yeah man. Everybody's got a story. Off. You're just braver yeah, yeah. than most, you know. You're you're stepping <laughs> out there, you're putting it out there, man. Yeah. Oh. So it's Bigfoot. You heard the tree breaks, the snaps, the, the the running through the trees, and then nothing, right? I don't know if it was running through the trees because, again, these sounded like big branches breaking. Yeah, like high up branches breaking. Oh, okay. Like I know, I know the episode you're talking about here in this front. It was Denise yes. out there in Pennsylvania, where it just and felt like I'm said, pretty sure. That, like a dozer just dropping stuff, you know, it's like just yes, crushing. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was, oh man. Uh, it, it was just, 
it sounded like it was right outside my tent. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I was scared that like this was happening, but I was more scared. Like, is something going to hit my tent right. with my family in it? Right. Um, yeah. I'd never heard anybody say anything about that before. Right. It's, it was. You know, I hear people talk about Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call it, can mimic sounds. You know, like they can mm -hmm. mimic the sound of a car door shutting or a car alarm going off when you're five miles deep in the woods and you're hearing this, you know, it sounds like a car starting up or somebody. Right. Uh, I heard what sounded like somebody's saw like taking a hacksaw to a metal pipe. And I was out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And it sounded like it was on an amplifier coming from a certain tree. Like this okay. happened. And I went to this tree and I'm like, okay, where the hell is this coming from? You know? <laughs> yeah never to this day i don't understand that but they say man. that you know that they, they, you know these creatures are capable of these things man uh so yeah i i don't doubt at all and i've heard a lot of stories come out of idaho snake river specifically mm -hmm. so you were in the territory man Just <laughs> and i didn't lucky. even know it i didn't know it till after i didn't know it till way after that that was i would have spent more time in the woods yeah man for sure you know because because it's as scared as i was that was just the situation my family was involved you know like yeah. but if i'm going out there just peaceful like i don't know maybe it would have been different i probably still would have been super scared yeah and you can't say you're going to be a super tough guy in oh. that situation you don't yeah. know you know and nobody knows no <laughs> how cool would that be you know you and the kids finding a, a Bigfoot track out there or something. You know what I mean? That's, oh, man. That's something for I, me. You know, I had a conversation, I had a conversation one time with the older boy about <laughs> Bigfoot. It was, I was pretty sure it was after this. Yeah. And I was like, are you scared of the Bigfoot? Like, do you know what Bigfoot is? And he said, yeah, I know what it is. I'm not, it doesn't scare me. It's, I mean, it, it's scary because I don't know what it is. Yeah. I was like, man, you're not, you're eight years old. That's crazy. <laughs> Got it figured out, man. <laughs> Got it figured out that young. Well, yeah. let me ask you that question. What is Bigfoot, man? Bigfoot? Yeah. Man, I I have heard so many things and I don't know where my I don't know where where I where I stand with that cuz everything's possible right you can't say one thing is you can't say it's one thing and, and it's not this right you can't there's <laughs> no way right. uh bigfoot's everything man it's whatever you want it to be I, that's ah, perfect it, answer i i don't know how else to put it because like the the one that i really like the thought of at least is the uh the it's a separate species of human or something nephilim spawn something like that oh yeah and it it's that that one's really that one's really um That's interesting to me and uh interdimensional i don't know I, yeah can't say no <laughs> right uh, right but, but i don't know i don't know i just everything it's everything that everybody thinks yeah maybe maybe it's a tulpa could be and it's whatever maybe it's whatever you want it to be could be so the answer Different is for everybody. yes, <laughs> yes absolutely yep 100 <laughs> percent. i love it oh gosh man you like like sam tripoli says you know he's got mount crushmore 
I feel like this is one of those episodes, man. Like you have covered everything. Oh. The, the whole show, you know, if people, if people watch more than like one episode, they know that bump stands for the believers of the unexplained monsters and paranormal. And here you have covered UFOs the trifecta. and paranormal. Yeah, bro. Like this, this is everything. I'm so grateful to you for coming on the show. And you- I appreciate the letting me talk about this stuff and, and not feeling like a loon, you know, no, like, not at all. like I know that there's a, any, any story with this stuff, it, people are going to be like, there's no way that happened. And that's fine. But again, I was there. Yeah. I know what I saw. Yeah. And you can believe me or you're not. I, it, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Because when you have your own, your own experience, you'll understand. That's it. You'll understand much better than you do right now. Amen, if you don't man. believe it. Amen. You know? Amen. Oh, man, Joe, I, I appreciate you so much. And yeah. you come Thank out you. here, you, you scared me to death. You made me laugh. You broke my heart. You put me back <laughs> together again. You know, this has been, it's been a true blessing, man. I really thank you for this. No, no problem. I appreciate you again. And man, I, I love this show. Love it so much. It's, it, it, it's nice to hear the evolution. <laughs> you know, the older the older episodes to now where you, you're doing it on your phone now you got a microphone and yeah. it's one nice. <laughs> awesome, of these man i i appreciate it man uh, one of these days i'll be able to afford a mixing board and uh you know <laughs> go like you know sam tripoli I, maybe i can get a producer or something <laughs> yeah. for now it's a one-man yeah, band you know? yeah there you go hey nailing it nailing it brother i appreciate you man hey if joe if that's all for today um just yeah. keep in touch with me on on email because i want to i want to sure. follow the story man i feel like there's more to come and oh yeah yeah um i'll let you whatever whatever new thing happens i'll because i'm sure the work stuff is not over with i'm right. sure i'm gonna reach out to him maybe if i can muster the courage yeah because it's not a a subject i'm like I'm excited, but I'm absolutely terrified to dive into. Yeah, man, I get you know, that. The, un- the unknown, you know. So, but absolutely, I, I will um, keep in touch, man. Sweet, sweet. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, yeah, I'll holler at you just a little bit. I want there's a an email or there's a couple things I want to send to you here in a little bit too. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds so good. I'll, I'll holler at you later, brother. All right, brother. Have a good Thank one. You. you too. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to the bumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to thebumppodcast.com. Click the holler at me button and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right. Again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.
you're at a place in your life that you're you're ready to give your heart over to the Lord, then I have a little a little message that I found that if you repeat it and you believe it in your heart, this could help lead you closer to God to to let Jesus Christ save you. And it goes like this. Heavenly Father, I come to you from the depths of my heart, realizing that I have sinned. I repent of my sins and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and do your will. It is in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things prayed this day. Amen.